Hello, boys and girls, and ladies and gents, and people of non-binary denomination. There we go. You wouldn't believe this is our second go at the uh, start of this podcast, would you? No, this never was. Welcome to another module, another checkpoint module, module yes. 17, I think we agreed it was. And I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that as well. Um, uh, thank you, everybody, for, for tuning in and listening and downloading and rating. I, I know that we've been getting some more hits, so thank you very much. Please do share and like. I know that we usually do this at the end of the podcast, but I thought we'd do this as housekeeping at the beginning. Yeah, it's something you can be doing while you're pondering your drab wretched life listening to this podcast yeah and wondering what the heck we're going to be talking about because we've been rambling for the last couple of minutes so in that time you could have liked and shared and um and yeah, reviewed and done it all which would have been great so have you heard about pokemon sleep i know we're talking about our rpg games uh, well, Mainly. Pokemon is an RPG well, game. Well, right. But, but That's why I said it. Okay. Just so everybody, we are going to be talking about RPG yeah, games, sorry. just, for, just for, for those of you listening. So if you've got anything to add, I know it's a big subject matter. There are many games out there and people have got their love games, whether it's Japanese RPGs or whether it's kind of modern RPGs. Anyway, I'll, let, I'll shut up. I feel up like we should have done a sort of this morning type menu. Yeah, well, that's you know, what I thought that's... Coming up at 10 o'clock, Phil Vickery with his hot, wet eyes will be talking about sweet corn. Hello, I'm Phil Vickery. Why did I never get my show? Followed by Ian Lee's entertainment news. Brilliant. And finally, we'll be finishing with Richard Dawkins' take on life. Don't give me none of that stuff, man. Hey, man. There's no God. Don't give me none of that, man. Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins. It's an absolute fallacy that we're to believe in this impetuous, vindictive... He sounds like, um, I would imagine... Go on. <laughs> mole from Wind in the Willows to say. Like. Richard Dawkins would be great wouldn't as Molly. He, wouldn't he would be a Molly? Bother. Oh, blow. Yeah. <laughs> Hank's been cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> we, Who would you have as Rat, yeah. the Archbishop of Canterbury? Uh, I, yeah, I, I would love. We, that's that's a good one. Dr. Rowan. Dr. Rowan uh, yeah, Atkinson. Is yeah. it Atkinson? Something like that. Something like that. Um, Anyway, yes, cool. RPG games. Yes. Uh, we would like to hear your RPG favourite Yes, please, games. and thank you, Manus. Uh, and actually, yeah, let's... Uh, we want the full cast of Wind in the Willows in... Uh, in done done in uh, modern day... Uh, this is for you, Pablo. Philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> and Julie, don't forget. Julius, of course. What's your favourite RPG game of all time? For me, that's a really hard question. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think. So please don't tell me it's a stupid question, the way you usually do. No, it's not a stupid question. Great. Uh, it's a great question, uh, but it can be stupid. <laughs> I'll tell you mine while you try and figure it out. Well, I know what mine is. Oh, well, then just tell us. I think. Showboater. I think it's. I think. And it's not really an RPG game. But it is an RPG game. It's Tornado Fighter Plight Pilot Jet no, well, Tornado F eleven fourteen. I was going to say Borderlands, but that's that's a bit of a cheat, I think, because it's first person shooter. Um, my favourite game that I haven't yet played, oh. yeah, is Mass Effect. 
Okay. And I know that's a huge... For those of you that's, that listen, that know video games, you'll know that Mass Effect is kind of a big deal. Mass Effect yeah. is effectively Star Wars. You play the Archbishop games. of Canterbury. Giving mass, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it, yeah. yeah in communions yeah. and mass and actually... Other things that we don't know anything about. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's not joke about that because the Germans love that kind of realism. Uh, and I'll come on back onto that in, in a minute, but... Um, I don't know where he's going. No, I you don't know. Don't mass Effect is my favourite game that I've not played. It is effectively, you follow... Great. Shepard, who's the protagonist, and you go through... It is like Star Wars for video games. And actually, I've got that, so when we've got time and I mean days of time, Yes, we will do that together because I think you would genuinely love it. I genuinely probably would. You would. I genuinely will never have days to devote to a video mm, game. Let's see how this podcast goes. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. So, and the one that you actually have played? The one that I actually have played, I would say... I would say The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3? Yeah. Okay. The Witcher 3 was released a couple of years ago. It's a fantasy... And, and it's weird because I don't really like fantasy games. We you know we speak about Bethesda quite a lot. We spoke about Rage and Fallout and mm-hmm. um, and those kinds of games. Those are... I mean, most people's favourite games, RPG games, will be Fallout or a Japanese game of Final Fantasy or something similar to that. Um, but I've never really kind of subscribe to that school of thought and I uh, The Witcher 3 what you going against conventional thinking (laughs) Samaya do me a favour mate and there's also Skyrim and Oblivion and all those games that have Mm. been massive RPGs they're set in fantasy I thought Skyrim was a new channel right up the back end of the (laughs) EPG Um, my favourite is Dark Cloud did you ever play that that no. I loved that little no, game. No, I never played Dark It was Cloud. on the PlayStation 2. Okay. And it was, um, you were this little guy and you ran around and you had to go into this cave and sort of battle creatures in the cave. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. every time you did, you won back a bit of your lost village and you got to sort of plant the buildings where you liked. Like Board Kings. And it was just, it was... Oh, wow. <laughs> You'll have to go back to older episodes to understand how angry that's made me. Um... It was uh, I, well. That, you've just thrown me now. I'm just. I'm just angry with you. Now. I'm sorry, I'm but yeah, you angry. place your so you angry. place yeah, your buildings and in it's your a villages. Really, I just liked the village at night, walking through it, and the floorboards creaked, and it was just really nicely designed. Yeah, and the, and I hate you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's I'm fine. So sorry. No, it's, no, you're not. Well, notes, uh, notable RPGs that are similar to that that I think would be good. South Park. Recently, did you, pl- you pl- have you played? No, of course I haven't played it yet. Have you not played it yet? You got the second one, didn't you? The fractured but whole. Fractured but whole. Um, the stick of truth is brilliant, mm-hmm. um, better than the fractured but whole. Um, so there's there's that, and I was thinking about um, another game that you were talking about. There's some really good RPGs, but we'll you carry on. I've lost it. I don't know why in my head. Don't worry about it. Anyway, uh, I want to. I wonder if it's Zelda. Ever come back. That's what I was going to say to you. Zelda, the new Zelda on the Switch. And Monster Hunter. These are two kind of Japanese games. But did you did you ever get Zelda with the Switch? Yes. And what did you... Uh, I did not get on with it. Yeah, because I it's, did not. it's massive. It's huge. That's the thing. I'm just... I'm sorry. I've just seen that you can play Dark Cloud on the PS4. And so now I have to go and buy a PS4 immediately and download it. That's it. That's it. That's We've lost my you. life now. We've lost you now. I did not get on with Zelda on the Switch. Why not? Because it didn't have... The charm. Really? 
Really? Yeah. It it had sort of adventure, and it was, I don't want to use the B word, but it was pretty enough to look at. But it was... Yeah, I can see why. It didn't that. have... There was something about the kind of low finest of previous incarnations of Zelda's yeah. that I just really liked. And this kind of had... I, I just didn't really like the styling of it, if I'm honest. It's got that kind of almost 2DS-esque line-drawing-y kind of thing Yeah, that cell-shaded yes, um, stuff. I didn't really, I didn't really like that. It didn't feel like a Nintendo game, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, no, I know absolutely what you mean, but I felt like that when I played it, and it wasn't... Zelda was really hard for me because I hadn't played Zelda in a long, 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 long time, and it took me a little bit of time to get back into that mindset but it's, a, it's you're absolutely just, right yeah for a split second i imagined that this was a podcast from the royal opera house in covent garden and <laughs> zelda was a role in like a puccini opera and well, you're saying, i hadn't played zelda for I a long played, time i hadn't really got Didn't into you... the mindset <laughs> of zelda and i just really enjoyed that i sort of saw you in some big ball gown. well we'll carry on sorry carry on it's all, all I'm so good sorry, so, no no it's fine um but i'm like you I didn't quite understand what I was doing. For, for about 15 hours, I was looking for a point in the map right at the very beginning where it says yeah. where the two lines meet and cross. I don't know if you got to that point. No, but I, I spent about 15 hours looking for it, and I found it frustrating. However, it does get a lot better. Right. And the charm that you're talking about does... Come back. Yeah, yeah it, it kind of it almost floods back. It's right. bizarre. So you will go and you will find a specific village, or you will find a, an item, or you'll you know, go off to find something or do something adventurous of some description. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, yeah, this is Zelda. This is, uh, I get this now. Um, I've sunk over a hundred hours into Zelda and I think I'm only 30% of the way through the game. Blimey. And it's because it allows you to go off and explore. And that was one of the great things. And you mentioned Pokemon, which we'll come back to in a minute, but that's yeah. one of the great things about the Pokemon games is that Pokemon followed that recipe from Zelda mm. in which you're walking around on that kind of 2D top view thing and you bump into battles and stuff. And that's yeah. what you've got with Zelda. And that happens. Yeah. That happens in the game. It's just that you have to be prepared for them and you have to kind of know where to go and, and yeah. you have to understand the maps. But it's, it's you know what, it's a phenomenal achievement for Nintendo to, to relaunch, you know, one of the most iconic games that they have ever created and do so well. I mean, yes, it's, it's a hard, slow slog to get into, but once you're in, you're hooked. Right. So I would suggest if you have time... I haven't yet sunk my, my 15 hours in. Well, to, you don't. I'm ju- I was just being stupid. I mean, no, I've played video games in parallel with you when we went and did the rat's tail thing. <laughs> All right, so don't, don't give me I was being stupid because you whipped me on that. Well, I didn't so whip I you. have to now commit like thirty hours. Well, we can do it together, to, babes. That would be fun. Nice. There's, I communal video game playing. Yeah, is so much more fun. Yeah, than solitary. Like I love that. I would happily watch someone play rather than play myself. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm happy to be a passenger on this ride. I think you will... I remember when... Sorry, when Spike... Sorry, sorry. When Spike was pretty newborn and GTA something came out. Five. Five. Yeah. And 
Uh, it had already been out for a while. But and, yeah. and Kim was a fan, and she's like, oh, we've got to get this game. So we got the game, and we were both just... It's like you're an invertebrate for three years when you have a young kid, right? And we've just sort of slumped on the sofa thinking, if only someone would just come round and play it for us. That was in the days pre-kind of Mixar and, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. But um, that, that would have been a better idea, because we, we, there was no chance. Well, you've got me now. So <laughs> it's my my little <laughs> game playing ting, house ting, boy. Ting, ting, ting. Yes. Come and play this game Tame. for me. Tame. Come and play DTA. <laughs> Come on. Come on, dance for me. Um we know we could get better, but we couldn't bear to let him go. <laughs> Plus he's Syrian. He he's is very, very on fleek right now. He's he's yes, we do very, very well. Um, yeah, you're, no, you're, you're right. I think there are some, I mean, you could argue that GTA is an RPG game as well. I mean, sure. there are, there are, and I think we're, st- uh, the reason I wanted to talk about RPG games is because they've, they've changed a lot. Yes. Um, a lot of games can now be considered as RPG. So what defines a role-playing game? And I think at first it used to be the Dungeons and Dragons element. Yeah. Choices. French made. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, so, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, you've I've lost now. So that was so that you've got the dialogue and the interaction and the loot and the raids and all that kind of stuff. So that's yeah. the, those are the key components, really, the story and and you decide the story. It's just back to you kind of uh, choose your own adventure stuff again. Yes, which is the equivalent of RPG games. But role playing games now, are, not only are you able to customize your characters and select your weapon loadouts and customize all of that kind of stuff and the spells that you use and whether mm. you're in a fantasy world or not, all the weapons that you use, but it becomes more and more now about the individual and the customization of your actual character so we start seeing that in things like the division which would have been the division two which which you know ubisoft's latest release would oh have yeah been. and then the halfords league the halfords yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. um but they they allow you to customize your character more and more and more and customize your weapons and then different weapons have different elemental damage and that's the same whether you look at skyrim and dragons and magic and or, yeah. or witcher 3 or or even borderlands so yeah i think the rpg genre is kind of disp- and then you've got the japanese the jrpgs which are right. even more I mean, there are levels on that. And if anybody's played Kingdom of Hearts, that's like an introduction to JRPGs, and that's pretty complicated. That's a Disney game. Yes. Um, and uh, Or it's a Square Enix game with Disney characters in it, rather. Um, and, and that, again, that's that's quite intense. But then they right. just get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So. I can't, yeah. Well, role-play games, famously as well in Japan, this is becoming a problem in Japan, actually, because... Things like role-play games are now becoming more and more prevalent in the sense that there's a big problem in Japan where they're not... The birth rate has just dropped ridiculous amounts and they're not mm. producing... Yeah, know, the because next they know if they have a kid, they're never going to be able to play <laughs> their next video game. Well, they're now replacing human interaction with... Sure. Pete, with consort with like with yeah. like virtual girlfriends and virtual friends so there are people now that actually spend more time with their virtual girlfriend right so that's taking rpg to a whole so i just need to send level. a quick message to jackie <laughs> chan i didn't know you guys were friends no no it's 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 it looks like jake but it's pronounced jackie oh i see um, we're we've got so much in common <laughs> The way you look at each other. Yeah. But there you go. So that that's my kind of take on 
that they are actually halting the birth rate. Well, great. Yeah. Because the whole food air deal, to paraphrase Bill Hicks, let's just stop popping them out. Yeah, I mean that is that is Same. one way of look, that's the one way of looking at it. Absolutely. One's plenty, kids. Uh, so Pokemon, there's a new Pokemon game. Yeah, talk to me about the Pokemon game. It's called Pokemon Sleep. Yeah. So how does that work? Uh, nobody knows. It tracks a player's sleep patterns to affect gameplay. Um, and apparently you. Can... So it's is it like one of those sleep apps that monitors your sleep and th- then rewards yes. you for for With, sleeping? Yeah something i don't think i'd enjoy sort of being woken up by the i don't think i'd enjoy that um and so they've there there's going to be a bespoke device right. <laughs> it's just called the pokemon go plus plus i'm not even kidding you what the pokemon go plus plus which is going to be like some kind of pedometer and game interface and a sleep tracker uh, communicating data to your smartphone. There Very is good. someone fasting for you right there. <laughs> if, if you heard that, if you heard that, I'm so sorry. Um. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, so uh, that's very exciting, and also you'll be able to buy Pokemon-based dress shirts coming soon. Wow, <laughs> that's all your Pokemon news. Brilliant. Um, Pokemon's done really well. Yes, like really, really well. I don't know. Did you play Pokemon Go? like twice mm. and i was excited because i found um some you know muffle thwomp or something at uh, biggles wade station oh cool. and that was a great moment and i was like i think i might be done yeah it i it's a great idea but it took up a huge amount of battery power i don't know if you mm. noticed this um and obviously with data roaming charges yeah it just got ludicrous um, but I think it's a great idea. I'd love to see more AR games like that. Well, I'm excited about the new Minecraft. Yeah, so have you well, done any more research on that? Yeah, tons, mate. Uh, got it all here. Uh, if you want to just open your binders, um, we'll start actually at 7. No, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing new. I don't think there's anything new. I think we've got to wait for E3 for, so, mate, for yeah, any more information to come out. There is going to be a remastering of Modern Warfare, the Call of Duty game. Oh, that's fun. Which is very, very exciting. Modern Warfare, I think, was my favourite Call of Duty. That's where you... My favourite video game moment of all time happens in Modern Warfare. And I will never forget... It's one of those moments that... It's even better than completing Sonic the Hedgehog. It's an emotional moment. It was really emotional. Go on. Um, So in Modern Warfare, Call of Duty, there is... You go to Chernobyl. Right. Um post-disaster to assassinate uh is this are you trying to get back into the nuclear debate (laughs) no 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 i'm ready for you come on then do you see the fist i can see the fist of the fist fist of power um (laughs) the the, my favorite favorite element is you go back to chernobyl to do you have to find somebody to assassinate and you have to and the chernobyl map is exactly it is so you you see the whole of the you know fairground and the the hotel and all of that kind of stuff um, and you've got to kind of navigate through without getting too much radiation. But at the start of that, it's called, that level is called All Gillied Up. The level starts and you stand up and you're in your ghillie suit. And it's just this incredible, wow, I, I've been hiding in here and there are troops 
everywhere. I mean, you have to navigate through fields of tanks and troops are looking for you and you have to hide in the grasses and you're all gillied up and you stand up. very stressful. It is, you would hate it. I would hate that. But it's my favourite video game moment of all time. And then when you stand, oh, and when you stand up, this is how excited I'm getting, you stand up, I'm getting very animated. You stand up and you pick up the sniper rifle that you're carrying to run with. And all of a sudden you look at the scope and you can see, this is the first time I noticed the reflection of the stuff behind you in the scope of your sniper rifle. So as you're running, you can see all the stuff behind you in your your scope. It's just incredible. And then it's just so intense. You have to rappel up and rappel down and go through the buildings and avoid these tanks and avoid avoid dogs. Climb under tanks that are moving so you've got to crawl underneath them. Horrible dream. And it it is horrid. And then you've got to take You've got to get to the top of the hotel and then you've got to take this shot on this guy and it's just incredible. So I'm very excited about... It's my favourite Call of Duty game, Modern Warfare. Okay. Interesting. Sorry, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. No, I'm glad you did. Yeah. Nicely so thrown. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, have, I, this, I'm just jumping about now mm. a little bit. Go on. But I, I, I'm very late to a lot of parties when it comes to video games. Okay. And... There was a game in 2015, but it's now out on uh, Android and iOS. Okay. Called Her Story. Yes. I really want to play this yes. game. Yes. Um, so I think I played this year. You, you, it's a, one of those kind of things that you think is a, a long dead genre of lots of live action video being played and you must decide and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, but you're trying to solve a crime. And it's this woman basically testifying, uh, or like uh, giving her statement, yeah, in a police interview room, and you have to you have to crack crack the case. It sounds really good. I didn't know that you were into those kinds of games. Did you ever play? I don't, I don't know if I am, but it just sounds really good. Did you ever play any of the Ace Attorney games? No. I think you should. I think you should. I have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well done. If if you if you like that then you might like the Ace Attorney games and those are great okay. as well that you can pick up on the Switch. So again those are you are a detective and you're running around well you're not a detective you're a lawyer actually you're a lawyer called Ace and uh, and you have to represent but it's very Jap- it's a Japanese game and it's very very right. funny as well in the sense that the humor is Yeah. It's just a little bit off piece because it's not what we expect. So What did you think of Line of Duty? I never watched it. I don't watch Jake. You know I don't watch TV. I mean, it was good, but it felt like all the time I was watching it, I could hear the voice of this sort of cloaked man with a big twirling moustache saying, "I am Jed Mercurio." <laughs> Do you think these are ordinary conflicts? <laughs> They are not cornflakes. They are frosties. Exactly. <laughs> it's just life with Jed Mercurio is, is sort of a, a sketch that I haven't got the time to make, but I really want to. You should. You I'm totally going to. You should. That would love that. That would frosties. Love that. How does that compare to L.A. Noir? Oh, that's a good question. I did you play L.A. Noir? Yes, I played you it all the way through, before. and I loved it. In terms of, I loved the music and the era and the styling. And mm. why don't they do more of that? Mm. Because it's so cheap to do that in video games. Well, it's not actually. Elaine Noir was very expensive. Well, because yes, a lot of the facial recognition stuff they had to spend on. Yes, but that wasn't very good. No, but- it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Sorry, Rockstar. Yeah. It was pretty crap. Um, and South Park do a whole episode where they're so annoyed with it because it doesn't matter if you play it well or not. Oh yeah, it doesn't. You make still no progress difference. on to the next yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. 
but I mean, I really, I, I just, it was so atmospheric. Yeah. And I loved it for that. And I loved the era. And yeah. I wish, you know, why, why don't we have more video games set in like London in 1942? Or, yeah. you know. Did you, oh, yeah. I was going to say to you, did you ever play The Getaway? And then I remembered the anecdote that you told yeah, me when yeah, you were yeah. behind the bus and you're like, I can just cut through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there are, I mean, I think there is something to be said about doing more games in specific eras that don't yeah. necessarily have historical context. So maybe having the backdrop of a war or maybe having the backdrop of a conflict or a political crisis or something would be good. Yeah. But not setting the game in that story line if that makes sense having the game kind of removed but having that as a backdrop they did it there was a game that almost did it it was called the saboteur that rings a bell um and it was a uh, it was the last game by i think it was Vol volition i think was the name of the uh, developer um that did it this was back in this was over a decade ago now but what was really interesting about that was they used the they used the backdrop of the Second World War, and actually it was part of the storyline, but it wasn't really. You were a resistance fighter. So as you were going through, and it was set in France, so as you liberated parts of Paris, do you remember, what's the movie that used the reds that kind of bloomed? It was a, 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 a comic book. When you say Viva Vendetta. Okay. Do you remember that movie when they went to Viva Vendetta and they <clears throat> started bleeding reds and you just had just it was like yes or are you talking about uh, oh. Sin City? Sin City. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. That's the one. Thank you. Thank you. I wish I thought of it quicker. And it was black and white, and yeah. then they had that bleeding of the red. Yes. So they employed this uh, mechanic into. The saboteur. So you played as a, as, as a saboteur yes. on the resistance side, trying to defeat Nazi Germany, and you yeah. would go in, sneak in, and, and set off certain things. Yeah. As you liberated parts of the city, it was all monochromatic, so you had black and yes. white, black and white, black and white. As soon as you liberated an area, it filled with colour. Oh, amazing. So it looked beautiful from an artistic style. It was actually very, very lovely. Oh, I did. Yes, yeah, I did. It did. Don't worry about it. Um, but you didn't, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> in any... Yeah. Form. That sounds amazing. I want to play that game. It's really good. I've I'm got it. Write, at home. I should write that yeah, down. yeah. The Saboteur. It was on the old. It was on the last generation of consoles. I've got it at home, so we can. Uh, can we have a go? Yeah, we can totally have a go. Brilliant. It's frustrating. You won't like the game because right, it's set in the you second. It. It's the second happy world to be war. A passenger. It's set in the second world Perfect. war. You've got to kind of sl slip through. Nazis. And I can just watch you do it. Yeah. Brilliant. It's good. But it's that kind of mechanic that I think that we yeah. should be doing more of. And I, I, I kind of take your point that the back. I think. These stories need to be set in a backdrop and they can't be the main focus of the story, I yeah. think. I mean, you know, it's not just shooting everything in sight. Here's a question, mm. and I like this question. What film or book would you most like to see a video game spin-off of? <sighs> this is a really good question. And this is an I open love, question, yeah. and I really want your thoughts on it. It's uh, at Checkpoint Mzine. Uh, on the Twitters there, uh, and at Jake Yap or at M Tamaray. Mm. I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts. I, I I think this is such an exciting. It's a really thing to, good. Question. Shall I tell you one that I suddenly thought of? Yeah, please. Do you remember the sort of not brilliant but kind of fun Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow? 
Oh, yeah. 2004. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angelina Jolie and Jude, Jude Law. Yes. And it was a sort of alternate universe version of, like, the Second World War, and it was all kind of Zeppelins. Yes, yeah, 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 rocket yeah, yeah. planes. Yes, I remember that, yeah. I, that would be an amazing video game. That would be an amazing video game. The thing, it, it's it's hard, It's a hard question. It's a great question, and it's not, it's not a crap question. It's a really good question, because <laughs> I think... There are so many elements to this, right? So a video game needs to almost have an open-ended thing. You don't really want to know yeah. the end of a story. So you want something that, that is left almost ambiguous. Yeah. Um, because you want to kind of fill in those gaps. If you take something, a story, that you know how it ends, it almost takes away from the charm of the game. Mm. And I also think that the characters are vital in this and that there can't be too much going on. So the first thing that I thought about was Philip Pullman's Dark matter or right. materials or, or whatever it's they are dark materials, dark materials. Uh, because i love those books but actually thinking about them, them. did you not no, I, th- I thought they were brilliant but thinking about them they won't translate to a video game because there are sequential things that have to happen in order for you to do it so right. i have to think about that can you come back to me in a couple of minutes yes because i've got another one go on um i would honestly i'd go berserk for this Watership Down. So that's a really good idea. Proper bunny rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's one of my favourite books. I think it's an amazing book. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a really good book. Well, I would say, and this is a bit controversial, but I would quite like to play 1984 by George Orwell. Oh, wow, yeah. Or The Handmaid's Tale. I think The Handmaid's Tale... And I'm not. I haven't watched. I haven't watched oh. the TV series, but I read the obviously book when I was younger. Keep jabbing the X button. To yeah. No. <laughs> well, it's the whole kind of. It's that kind the of atmospheric creature. Yeah, it's that. It's almost like a plague's tale. It's that kind of vibe, yes. right? Um, so it's that kind of unnerving and unknowing, not knowing what's going to be round the corner. And I think yeah. that as a protagonist, you need to have that in your head. You can't be confident. You, there needs to be a story where you have to do something to break free. And in The Handmaid's Tale, that's exactly what she does after a lot of submission. So, yeah, 1984 and A Handmaid's Tale. At Checkpoint Mzine with your thoughts on this. I've got another one. Go on. John Christopher's The Tripods. Oh, my words. Imagine that. Why haven't they done that? Why haven't they done that? Don't be a... You know what would be amazing? What a terrible TV adaptation that was. That was really bad. That was really bad. Do you remember Beanpole who... Hello, I am trying to be French. (laughs) What was that? And only one of them could act. No, I know. I know. It's it was it was it's such bad bizarre. acting. It's bizarre. It and actually, actually, you like could take Daniel that. Radcliffe's. <laughs> That's mean. I you don't could mean t- that. You could take nice. you I could mean, take those really bad acting and actually really make a thing out of it in the video game. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Would it be RPG though? Would it be a role yeah, well, maybe game? it would actually. Yeah, you've got the three of them thinking. with different yeah. strengths, and you deploy them against each tripod. Yeah. If you didn't want it, so in in the eighties, it, it was a novel, I think, probably in the sixties, but uh, uh, for children. And uh, in the eighties, they did a TV adaptation of it, and it's this amazing story uh, of a kind of medieval Britain, except it's in the future. And uh, there's these tripods, these huge metal uh, tripods that roam the earth, kind of governing it. And uh, when you reach 
uh, when you sort of come of age at about 12-ish, I think, or 16, I think it's 16, you have a capping ceremony where this cap is put on your skull and it basically controls you. Yeah. And three plucky youngsters decide to run away and not be capped and join the resistance. It's really good. It is really, really it's good. So it's good. so really good. I've reread it's it several, really, several it's times. It's a really good idea, actually. Yeah. It's a really good idea. There are, I would love to hear people's thoughts on this because there yeah. are going to be some incredible uh, contributions to this, I think. Yeah. I feel like and any- video games generally is slightly missing a trick. There, there are so many ideas pre-existing that yeah. I'm sure you could secure for a nominal fee because, you know, they're old. Some yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when they're paying literally millions and millions to like the, um, yeah. the Tolkien estate and, and sure. Star Wars, yeah, 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 and, and all that kind of world all the video well, the Marvel movie franchise, Le- yeah. Lego stuff as well. I think there's something in this, you know. I think we should set up a games publishing company that just does really cool. We could, we could, we, we no, we could. <laughs> That's yeah. the crazy thing is under the McDoose Media flag, we could literally, it is a publishing company. So there is no reason why we couldn't have a digital publishing arm. And I know people that make apps, we could try it as an app first. And I know people that make video games. So there's no reason why we couldn't write a document to suggest it and then put it out, maybe take it on to as a, actually right. we could go well, to well, Xbox You do all Live. the hard bits and I'll just write it because that's easy. Yeah. All right. If, if you're serious about yeah, this, we should do this. All right then. Well, let's see if we can get a video game out there. Okay. I think that'd be really, really cool, actually. That'd be amazing. I'm genuinely very excited by this. Well, this is your chance, then, to make video game history. Yeah, absolutely. At Checkpoint MZ. At Checkpoint MZ, with your suggestions, anything that you want. Nothing too expensive, guys. Let's not go for anything uh, particularly Harry Pottery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We want the niche. It's we want the stuff that is... Naughty but niche. Naughty but niche, and stuff that... From your that that kind of the thing is what we're trying to get at is is these are the things that were f- formative in your early years and they and yeah. they are forgotten until somebody mentions them so that's the kind of stuff that we want you know that's what we want to be able to to pick up on it's like oh I forgot about that completely yes let's do that I forgot that yeah. even existed let's make a story about it so yeah I would love to see uh well, it's a shame that emu and Rod Hull Rod Hull and emu. <laughs> Can you imagine a Rod Hole getting? Well, yeah, game? because you know he, he'd he'd jump and then he'd shout, <laughs> you know, his famous last words: "Emu, bite something." Um, you know, you, he bites onto the thing to grab it and <laughs> ledges and things. Oh no, that'd be hilarious! That'd and be then, the way that you die, just every time. And then the, the boss level is Michael Parkinson. <laughs> Just get down. Yeah. That's, oh, that was probably the best video oh, of yeah. all time. Of all time. Hey, listen, can I talk to you about what I've been downloading on my phone? Are you going to show me your folders? Yeah, oh. I'm actually migrating Board Kings to the per- permanent folder. I'm wow. so sorry about wow. this. Yeah, we're getting serious. We're getting no, no. But Board Kings is brilliant. It's brilliant, um, and we will talk about it. But can I show you what I found? Yeah. Is that a dead slug? No. Hang on a minute, is that lemmings? It is lemmings. Wow. And it's free. Free lemmings? Free lemmings, and it's proper old school lemmings. And it's been adapted for the phone, iOS and Android, and it's been done by Sony. So it's it's proper. It's proper good. lemmings. It's proper lemmings. Look, let me... Um, I don't like artificial lemmings. <laughs> neither do I. Hmm. Um, 
and you've got your spins and you've got you've got your levels so if we go to our levels here have a look have a you play. know because it's actually all about coding summer it's actually all about coding yeah 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 select boot i don't need a booster let's go here we go so you tap the tile that you want to add an effect to so say for example you want the umbrella effect you tap a tile and it come up with the options that you can have if you want to dig something through it's all very intuitive very good fun yeah i don't i mean i don't Oh, okay. I'm building a staircase. Yeah. Oh, so what fun. For for those of you that remember Lemmings, this is a very, very kind of uh, lovely throwback to Lemmings. It's just been it. It's the same gameplay. It's the same mechanics. Obviously, it's been changed up a little bit for the mobile devices, so that when you run out of energy, you have to kind of you know pay to buy more energy. But I haven't done that. I've had a couple of games of it. I've been playing it for a couple of weeks now, um, and I think it's it's. I've not had to spend a single penny on it. Um, it's challenging, it's exciting, and it is like proper old school lemmings. It's really good fun. It looks hard. Yeah, I'm kind of on the third world now, so... I've, I'm kind of... Um, it's got a bit harder. They've kind of no, started no, 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 sending it's... me uh, bespoke levels because they said, Tamer, you're too incredible. You should have been in the RAF. Well, at least it wasn't <laughs> MI5. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fun. Yeah. Well done. Well, I'm going to play her story at some Do. point. And then download your... Um, well, you need to get a PS4 now, don't you? Oh, I would buy a PS4 just for that game. Spike would enjoy that game, I think. Mm. Mm, it's a good game. Good game. One of the things I forgot to mention, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about games that I love, and this is going to be the last thing before we run into the quiz. Um, I realised that I've been very Xbox-centric yeah. And there have been some really good games on the PlayStation that we, I really wanted we, to discuss. We really need to be more diverse. We do need to be a little bit, especially with the, you know, the situation of, of you know... What? Gender fluidity. Well, I'll have none of that on this carpet. Exactly. <laughs> um, there is a game that I have missed that I did really want to talk about. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, All these names sound the same. Really? Yeah, it's all like Horizon Cry Zero Battle Dawn uh, event. Well, the reason I want to talk about this is because a couple of podcasts ago, you asked me, or sorry, a couple of modules ago, you asked me um, who was my favourite or who was the most important female protagonist in video games. Yes. And it just completely slipped my mind, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I can't remember her name, how important she is. Dawn, I think. It's <laughs> not Dawn. Oh, um, her, it's something like Alia or Aya or something something like that. Um, I just realised I was going to say, say something similar to your wife's to name. To my wife's name. To my you know, something like sister, that. To my sister-in-law's name. Yeah, um, yeah so th- that, was, that was one that I wanted to kind of bring up. And, and actually, I know that we've been a little bit Xbox-centric, but a lot of the times, a lot of these games are cross-platform. However... Microsoft and Sony do have their exclusives as well, so it's not good. I'm just going to find out what her name is. But she's quite an important protagonist because it was one of the first protagonist's games that it was all about her. Um, and I think it was just... I think it's just important to uh, to, to put that out. So important. So important, babes. So important. Uh, so her It's another role-playing game. It's Control of Aloy is her name. Uh, so she's... <laughs> Aloy, she's a hunter who ventures through a post-apocalyptic land, um, and it's all kind of robotic. So it's kind of a post-apocalyptic with 
AI, which is one of my biggest fears, as you know. Yeah. So, mate, I think if you check your fridge, we're living in it. <laughs> they are. I mean, smart fridges are quite scary. Yeah. No, they're not. It's fine. Excellent. Don't worry about it. I uh, heard a really interesting radio show this week about uh, black starts, mm. which is uh, if you know some compromise happens to the entire energy infrastructure of Britain, how do you start it up again? Like, if you've literally got no energy, mm. how do you start up power stage? How do you restore power? And uh, they've got this whole kind of fail-safe thing where, like, if there's no comms, no power, nothing, they know how to start up the national grid from sc- literally, like, with a hand crank. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's amazing. amazing. That's yeah, amazing. it's very cool. Well, speaking on that, I think, have you seen the news? I don't know how true it is, but this is now we are... Britain has gone green for two weeks on a row in a row. We've yeah. not used any kind of fossil fuels, and we've been using green energy for the last two weeks—the first time since the Industrial Revolution for the longest sustained period of time. That's heartening. It is heartening. It is heartening. Although earlier don't this know week, where it is. I went to the Arndale Centre, and oh. that was not heartening in Manchester. That was very disheartening. Can I tell you a quick story about the Arndale Centre? Yes. Tell um, me it wasn't you. Well, kind of. Um, <laughs> I so in two thousand and one I oh. was working for Sony okay. uh in a third party capacity role promoting their products. So they did they used to have Do you mean you worked in game? No, 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 I didn't actually. In the Arndale I, I, I worked for... I'm a third-party uh, sales representative. I worked for a... During my uh, kind of break at uni, one of the jobs that I did was I worked for an events company, and the events company was called right. Making Waves, and one of their clients was Sony. And so that when they did the... This was when they did E3 back in the... in Not E3, there was a London... I can't remember what it was called, but it was a London equivalent of E3. They don't do it anymore. E3 is a postcode. E3 is a, is a postcode, but it's also the electronic... Yeah, I know, uh, I know. Thingy. Um, anyway, entertainment... Expert. Expert, carry thank on. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I worked for Sony, and there's a whole story about a, a fat kid that got stuck in an F1 car that we got out, and that was quite good. But as a result of that, <laughs> as a result of that, I ended up doing more work for them because... I was quite diplomatic with it. And when we got the kid out and they didn't get sued or anything, which is great. So they gave me a role of uh, promoting the then brand new iToy. Okay. Do you remember the iToy? Vaguely. It was the very first camera that was attachable to the to any console right. of that generation. Yes. And it was a party game thing. So you would get the iToy, plug it into the camera, and you would have like mini games like cleaning windows or okay. throwing things or whatever. And you use yeah. your body as the controller. That was the whole point. Yes. Um, so I went around the country uh, using promoting, your body. promoting the iToy. Mm. Um, and I was in Manchester in the Arndale Centre hmm. uh, for a whole week. That was my longest stint. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I discovered Tom Sharp. Just wanted to say that. Tom Sharp, the author, uh, okay. who wrote Wilt. Yes. Um, and that's my story. But I was the first person to promote... I was the first person to have and promote Your story the is leading up to, I nothing. went to a bookshop. I, nothing. I, yeah, nothing. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm doing. That's the, where I'm I going. have nothing. <laughs> The I go on the a bit I was the first iToy person in the world. Thank right. You. So let me understand. I said Arndale Centre and you were like, oh, this triggers a brag. This is a brag trigger. Yes. And yes, the, the climax of my anecdote is I read a book. 
Porterhouse Blue, no less. Incredible. Porterhouse Blue. That's a lovely story. That's a great story. Yeah, the yeah. reason that I... Do I, the quiz. I, I do what? the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's... It's... It was going somewhere. The whole point was the eye toy, and it was that I was the first person to have the eye toy in the country, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it's not really a story. It's, it's just a brag. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, do you want to do the quiz? Uh, yeah. Okay. Question one. When was the first ever Sims game out? Yes. What year was the first ever Sims 19. game 19. Thank you very much. Excellent. <sighs> 90. Oh. Hang on. Three came out in, I think, 2007 or 8. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess two came out in, like, 2002 or something like that. So I'm going to go for 1997. Okay. He's writing it down, suggests it's wrong. Question two. Uh, name a faction from the uh, uh, name a faction from the original Command and Conquer games. Ha! Uh, Beastie Boys. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Write that down. B e a s t i e b o y z. Got it. Why not? Got it. Got it. Have fun with it. Okay. Question three. What was the release date for Black and White? Ha! Would you have known that? I would have hazarded oh, a guess. Yeah, I would have hazarded yeah, okay, a guess. Fine. But, um, 31st of March. No, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sorry. What year was Black and White released? Ah. Easy. Go on. Uh, I'm thinking now. The Lumiere Brothers... Melier. I see where you're going with this. Uh, so, uh, 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 1990. 1990. Okay. Eyebrows went quite high for that one, so not 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 feeling good about that one. Question okay. four. Um, so sticking with kind of black and, black and white, yeah. kind of, because it was a Peter Molyneux game. Yeah. We've spoken about Peter Molyneux Peter before. Molyneux, who would do a great Watership Down adaptation. <laughs> he would do yeah, it. he would. Actually, I know, know I'm serious. No, no, he yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I thought right. when we were talking about it. Um, I've lost my... Couldn't fully really remember his name. Um, Peter Molyneux showed off an AI uh, companion in video games in 2010. Yes. And it was hailed to be the next kind of thing yes. in companionship within games yes. and the way that games were going. Name the AI character that he oh, introduced. It was a dog, and its name was... B-I-N-G-O, B-I-N-G-O, B-I-N-G-O. And it's actually not too far off. Go on. B O F U L S. F F Boofles. L S immediately, no E before the L and E. S, okay. B O F U L S. Or Boofles. Boofles. Question five. Okay, final question. Name the protagonist from Horizon Zero Dawn. 
Oh, well, to do it correctly, Alia or Alia or some, some nonsense like that. Aloy. Excellent. Well done. Thank you. Thanks very much. And goodbye. See you next week. Yes. <laughs> Go on then. So, the first question I asked you, when was the first Sims game out? You said 1997. I wouldn't have gone too far off that, you know. Apparently it was 2000. Well, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I'm actually just going to double check that because, um... I don't really... Stuart's Inquiry. Yeah, it is, because I, I remember The Sims being in the late 90s. I yeah. genuinely be, kind of remember it being in the late, late 90s, but I had a quick look, and I've, I've seen the main series was released on the 31st of January in 2000. So if anybody has anything to add to that, then I would love to hear it. Because, no one has anything to okay, add to that, Tommy. Fine, mm. so you were wrong. Um, name a faction from the original Command and Conquer. You said the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. No. Oh. I mean, there are loads of different uh, factions within the... Uh, yeah. Command well, you, should, you need to list them and stop filling. Come on. <laughs> uh, you've got... I Clock's ticking, Tammy. Hold on. Otherwise, I claim on. the point. You can claim, claim the point. No, I don't need to claim the point. Command and... Oh, who cares? No one cares! Factions. I care. I care. Why? You see, you don't know. Uh, there was um, Dem Nasties. That was no. one. There was the Brotherhood of Nod, Scrin, the Forgotten, Obviously. the Forgotten. Cabal yeah, yeah. is the one that I was trying to remember, but I couldn't yeah. remember. Yeah. And the Global Defense Initiative. You've got the Allied Nations and the Red Alert series. Leroy and his toe tapping hot six. Leroy. Do you know okay. that there's a Leroy no. thing no. in World of Warcraft. Sure. Leroy Jenkins. Of course, I know that. Leroy oh, Jenkins is hilarious. Uh, Empire of the Rising Sun, Yuri, the Soviet Union, uh, and then the, the People's Republic of China, the Global Liberation Army, United States of America, European Union, the Asian Pacific Alliance. So those are the factions within that. The Beastie Boys don't make it, I'm afraid. So that is wrong. Um, when was Black and White's release date, I asked you? Yeah. Well, Black and White, you said in 1990, Black and White was actually released on the 30th of March in 2001. Uh. Again, that's another game that I thought was a little bit earlier. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought that was late 90s as well on PC, but that right. was 2001. Right. So, uh, that's wrong. Um, I asked you about the AI uh, companion that Peter Molyneux showed off. Now, he showed this off when he left Lionhead Studios and he went to head up Microsoft Game Studios. Okay. Uh, so this was in 2010. It was kind of shown off and the character was called Milo. Okay. Who very then went on. Very creepy character. You, for those of you listening, do a quick Google search. Peter Molyneux and, and Milo. Just saying. It's weird. Big bottom girls. Oh, no, that was <laughs> Mika. That was Mika. Yeah, okay, sorry. Mika. No, but seriously, check it out. Milo is weird. And was it a dog? It, no, no, no. It was a, it oh. was a boy. It was an AI. Oh, boy. yeah, okay. It was weird. Yeah. It was very, very weird. Yeah, funny how he... Um, and not Boofus. Because he was obsessed with a dog before, wasn't he? There was a dog that he was really obsessed with de developing that was your little companion uh, in so another game before that. It's Yeah, so that might have been... Um, what's it called? Uh, Lionhead, what they call it? The Fable. Might have been the, from the Fable series. The, I don't think it was. Companion, was it not? No. Yeah, have a look at it. And, and as you're looking for it, I asked you to name the protagonist from... Uh, by the way, you got that wrong. Uh, it was Fable 2. It was I'm Fable sorry. 2, wasn't it? Um, name the protagonist from Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, Dawn Alloy was right, so one out of five. Well done, Jake. Wow. There you go. 
I will give you this. Mm-hmm. You have mastered condescension. <laughs> no one can touch you. I don't know what to say I don't know what to say. Good. Excellent. Well, thank you for listening. As always. Yeah. As always. Uh, I hope you had several times more fun than we did. <laughs> no, it was good. It was fun. Yeah, I think it was great. I'm excited about Dark Cloud coming back. That's, yeah, that Dark Cloud is quite exciting. I've got a PS4 at home that I'll swing by, drop it off for you if you want. Have it. Are you serious? Mm. I love you. Yeah, I'll see if I can get that out of wherever it is. When we move, I'll drop it in. Blimey. Yeah, you can have it. Well, this is you the best day of my life. Um, I'll see if we can get Dark Cloud as well. Who is the publisher? Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment Europe. Oh, fine. Okay, we can get. I can get Sony to send that out. No worries at all. Amazing. Yeah, I think it's. Um, look, we asked you at the beginning of the podcasts for your adaptations from TV and books. We and would film. and yeah. film. We would love to know what 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 you've got out there. Yeah. Um, totally would. It would be really really good. We'll do a roundup of them in the next podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and I think uh, I don't know what we're going to discuss in the next podcast. We'll, just that. We'll just we'll just, just that. The, we'll, actually, we'll that might get it. It'd be fun. And then I am going to seriously look into creating that game. So we'll see if we can get if you oh, if you are dude. up for writing yes that. yes a thousand times so yes sit, we will look into that so actually this might be something that we can add on to the Patreon because it's, it's problematic that <laughs> I still can't figure out and if anybody has any advice on Patreon I'd, I'd welcome it at Checkpoint Mzine mm. uh, would be really helpful as well. I remember for the top tier. Uh, uh, donations on Patreon. Tamir will be your game playing houseboy for two days a week. Doesn't do weekends. No. He's no. a family guy. I'm a family guy. But uh, yeah, two days a week he will be your houseboy. On call. I'll give you my do, Skype. Yeah, and he'll, you know, he'll wipe around the rims. He'll do anything that needs doing about the house. In, in game, of course. No, 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 no. In actual real life. Oh. He'll, he'll do whatever you want. He's your little puppet. We never spoke about this. Your meaty little puppet. <laughs> not particularly meaty, especially not And now we must leave it. That's a serious pledge. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>